0: That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code MOM.
1: The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on
0: Talk Radio.
2: Good morning to you. It's Monday the 22nd of November. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can of course also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, breaking news this morning. At least five people have died and 40 injured, including 12 children after a car ploughed into a Christmas parade in the outskirts of Wisconsin. A man is in custody and US police have not ruled out terrorism. Meanwhile, Europe Europe faced a weekend of violence after a backlash from anti-lockdown protesters against the introduction of lockdowns and mandatory vaccinations across some parts of the country of the of the continent. And the NHS waiting list has hit a record six million, with the backlog expected to rise as the government has missed its target to hire six thousand more GPs. Six thirty three is the time. This is Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Uh, lots to talk about. Events happening over the weekend and uh, uh, lockdown-related, COVID-related issues. I mean, I dread the times when uh, this uh, topic comes back to leading the news. But actually, breaking news this morning uh, is that uh, horrific attack on a Christmas parade in Wisconsin. It happened in Waukesha. It's a, a suburb on the outskirts of uh, Milwaukee uh, in Wisconsin, and it was about four. When the driver of a red SUV vehicle ploughed into the Christmas parade, Uh, it hit uh, more than 40 people. Twelve children were among those taken to hospital. Multiple injuries. We do know now it's been confirmed there are at least um, five fatalities, that number may grow within a few hours uh, by 8 p.m. last night. The uh, attack happened at 4.39. By 8 p.m. a suspect was in custody. He is a Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. He is a man with a very long criminal record. He was um, out on bail having previously breached his bail conditions. Um, but an officer did shoot at the vehicle to try to stop him. No uh, injuries as a result of that. Uh, the motive is so far unknown, but has, uh, terrorism has not been ruled out. Uh, but uh, lots of discussion going on in America in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal uh, last week, uh, at the end of last week, uh, prompting yet more race wars going on in the States because uh, the suspect in custody is a black man, um, and uh, there are obviously lots and lots of uh, uh, questions being raised about what his motive might be, especially looking through his social media. We're going to talk about some of that later in the show, but uh, right now uh, the really, really scary news is that multiple people are dead. We know uh, at least 28 are injured, and uh, we we know uh, five people are dead. Uh, let's talk about this and all of the other big stories of the day with Benedict Spence. He's a political commentator and joining us right now. Good morning to Benedict Good morning Julian. are you? Um, very well indeed very very uh, sobering sobering news coming out of Wisconsin. Uh Waukesha, I mean you know a boring quiet middle of the road suburb of uh, of uh, w- Milwaukee. Um Christmas parade happening you know late November. We'd have thought this was a Uh, You know, a small town event, effectively, but but not now Um, after this drive, this red SUV ploughed into Christmas parade. Now, there is video available online on social media, which I've seen where you can actually see the point at which the vehicle is driven quite clearly driven at at uh, those who are parading children and and adults in the parade. It's absolutely shocking video. I would entreat people not to share that video. There will be. You know, family members, parents uh, of of those victims, uh, who who uh, were, you know, it's just, it's just it's just inappropriate, but very, very, very scary times. Um, Big, big question marks in America whenever there's any sort of event. Now, is it a terror attack, as we have here also, but also the motives? Because the the race wars that are going on in America at the moment, especially in the wake of, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter, the Carl Rittenhouse acquittal, uh, which we'll talk about later in the show. Um, there was a lot, a lot of speculation very early on about what the motivation could be for this. But terrorism hasn't been ruled out.
1: Yes, and I think, uh, given the fact that terrorism hasn't been ruled out, and given that we very recently had a, a you know, a very uh, narrow um, uh, escape, frankly, from a terrorist attack in our own country, where somebody was able to actually detonate a device, but f- uh, thankfully, uh, no members of the public were hurt. You know, it, it just sort of bring that back in sharp focus you know as a lot of security experts have said that that is a possibility and that we might see an uptick in western countries from that but actually the thing that immediately sort of stands out to me is regardless of the motive actually it's it's it, it's a sign just how fraught things can be and how in the united states where we're often talking about guns and gun violence you don't need a gun necessarily to yeah. cause serious damage this is somebody who you know there were a, People claimed that shots were fired. It later turned out, supposedly, that it was the police trying to, um, you know, uh, neutralise yeah. the driver. Um, ultimately, this is something where the, a mass casualty event where there was no firearm, and it shows ultimately how, frankly, people can weaponize all sorts of things to their nefarious ends if they want to. Now, that's not a pro-gun stance or anything like that, but it does point out that ultimately America's issues, whatever they be, whether this is terror-related, whether this is race-related, whether this is something else-related, because there are lots of other things. The point is, America's issues, as much as we like to plant it in the UK, firmly around guns... Yeah. They run a lot deeper and people with yeah. motives. Well, we, I mean, we, we
2: saw, I mean, purchase. Islamist terror attacks, you know, Nice, of course we, we've seen, I mean, you know, if we think of you know, the, the parade, uh, the, the, well, that parade, the march, mm. the, the, basically I mean, white supremacist march in Charlottesville and um, famously that car being used there. So obviously we don't know the exact motive. The, the, the suspect who is in custody has a very, very long criminal record. Is it out on bail at that time? Um, number of the events uh, of the, of the, uh, crimes being domestic abuse related, um, mm. Uh, so I mean, I think we can safely say not a not a particularly nice piece of work. Um, there will be issues, though. I say related to the Carl Rittenhouse affair, bearing in mind that what happened with Carl you know Carl Rittenhouse, because he's the white man again. I hate having to mention the colour, but that is relevant to this. The white man who who uh, was acquitted on Friday of shooting dead uh, two white men and injuring another uh, at a Black Lives Matter protests when things all kicked off Kenosha. Kenosha is just fifty five miles south of Waukesha. So there will be a lot of speculation about that, but of course we don't know at this time, Mm. but what we do know at this time is that, you know, families just going off to a Christmas parade. Um, Some of them will have lost their loved ones. Um, We know that is to say um, 12 children taken to hospital. There are 40 injured, some very seriously injured and at least five dead. That death toll Mm. may mount. So we'll keep up to date on that. But let's talk more about what's happened over the weekend uh, here in Europe. Um, we had Sajid Javid, the health secretary, yesterday on very, doing various political interviews, saying "Look, there was no plans. There's no you know, very much trying to talk down this idea. You know, we're not we're not going to go into plan B right now. We are not uh, not looking at, you know, mandatory jabs. It should be a, a medical treatment, should be a choice, etc. Um We're facing quite a lot of people demanding these things, as it's happened. Mandatory jabs from 1st of February in Austria and lockdown starting this morning. Um, Mm. uh, 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 Netherlands also bringing in lockdowns. Uh, We've got um, we had mass protests across the whole of Europe, including in the UK. Big protest in London on Saturday against lockdowns, mandatory jabs, vaccine passports and and all of that, all of the coercion involved Mm. in this. We saw um, yesterday water cannon being fired in Belgium against protesters there. We saw police open fire in the Netherlands over the weekend on protesters. This has all got much more upgraded. Was it, I mean, inevitable, the threat that yet again, another winter of lockdown being threatened, coercion on jabs, Germany saying they're going to follow suit from Austria to bring in mandatory jabs. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I am absolutely terrified. I mean, genuinely scared about what is happening uh, in Europe, supposedly our liberal democratic uh, friends who, mm. who and bringing in these authoritarian measures. Um, what do you make of the, the political reaction to all of this?
1: Yes, that expression. In hindsight, it was inevitable that we'd see these things sort of kicking off. I mean, ultimately, we've been seeing mass protests in Europe for some time, actually, in yeah. Italy and places like that and France. Actually, they have been going on for a very long time. Uh, And the problem is, I think now you've seen in previously quite placid places like Austria, And the netherlands which you know have had protests but not on the scale that we've seen before and haven't sort of as in the case in the netherlands resorted to the level of violence that we've seen i think that the government will be looking at that and it will be thinking that it doesn't necessarily want to go down that route now i'm not saying that that means that they won't bring in more regulations because we know what this government is like when it says that it can't foresee something by and large it can foresee it and Mm -hmm. is actively planning for it however i don't think that that would be politically very expedient, actually, to wish this on itself, to bring this on itself. We have to remember the government has slipped very recently in its terms of its popularity. I think it's got yeah. far fewer people are prepared to give it uh, the time of day. The benefit of the doubt. Well, this exactly. is the thing. I mean,
2: there was a big bounce, obviously, after Brexit. And actually, it was a big bounce during the first uh, uh, wave because you know Boris Johnson was ill and there was a um, um, Voters are very reasonable. So they accept that mm. things are going to go wrong, or everything gets done right. You get benefit of the doubt uh, for for things that did go wrong. Again, lots of us may disagree on what went wrong. I don't think we went into yes. lockdown too late. That was the one thing I think we didn't do wrong. Um, uh, we just went into lockdown too long. Uh, should have just been those few weeks that we, we were initially promised. But mm. um, but particularly over over things like the the vaccine bounce. I mean, there's been a huge amount of credit given, and quite rightly, for us getting that vaccine out very quickly and very to the right people and and and. And the fact that the British people were trusting and we haven't seen the vaccine hesitancy we've seen in other countries, I think I think it's you know, all credit. However, you know, there comes a point when, you know, that's kind <laughs> of, you know, that's already factored in. Yeah, 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 OK, we had the vaccine. Well, so is everyone else now. now. Now what are we going to do? And it's really yeah. interesting, the polls showing... The change in people's views in terms of what their priorities are they sort of being safe at all costs. You know, safe from what? Safe from safe from COVID now, as opposed mm. to safe from COVID. You know, when you come out of lockdown and and all the other issues. Sajid Javid, the health secretary, pointing out the waiting list—the NHS is six million—and those are just the people who are actually on the waiting list. There are yes. millions more who haven't even got to the waiting list. They haven't gone to the doctor. We don't know about all those people who've got stage four cancer and no one's even noticed it. Um, so we 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 I, I definitely am hearing there's a lot of Backlash from Tory backbenchers as well. A lot of mm. Tory activists, a lot of Tory voters just saying, seriously, we can't keep doing this. At some point, we've got the vaccines. This is as safe as we get. Yeah. If you want the booster, get the booster. I would strongly encourage anyone who's vulnerable to, to get the booster. They've, apparently the booster is going to be rolled out to everybody. I think it should be, I really do think that it should, like all vaccines, it should be voluntary and not forced on people. Um, but other than that, sorry. Get back to life and take your chances would be would be my view. That's where we need to live our lives. Um, but but it's, it's there, there are a lot of people who are very fearful still. The scaremongering has gone on for so long now um, that people are absolutely convinced that we're going to see this massive wave. A lot of the experts are saying we're not going to see the same sort of wave that Europe's getting. Partly because we did reopen, and Boris Johnson and Sadiq Javid and others they ignored the doom mongering. Um, mm. The completely wrong doom mongering of of the so called experts who, who said you shouldn't come out of of any lockdown measures uh, in July, and they did, and we've seen waves waves of cases of people under the age of thirty who, frankly, are virtually infinitesimally small risk. I, would, mm. I mean, my daughter had COVID. It didn't occur to me for a nanosecond to be concerned about her health. Not a nanosecond. Mm. Um, I
1: think. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I, I agree. I think. that. She, it would be foolish at this point having gone down a certain path to then sort of reverse face and go down the path that they're going down in europe which we've seen doesn't help but i also think when you add to the fact that people have already sacrificed several Christmases, um one christmas they've already sacrificed a lot financially two we've years. just seen the budget yep we've seen the budget coming in that's hard, you know harming a lot of people and i do just think at a certain point people will go well what is this for we were promised yep. we were promised that these vaccines uh, if we all took them not you know not mandatory but if we all did our bit and we all took them, that these vaccines would mean that there wouldn't be a return to these measures. So I think it will be very hard for the government after everything that's gone on and with, you know, it's bashing people over things like climate change and raising taxes and all that sort of thing for it to, at the very tail end of this year, go, oh, and by the way, this is back by the way yeah i just I, think I, people would go that's, the, that's I, the final straw
2: i really hope that they will say that's the final straw yeah. i really do the polling does seem to be changing on that but again i i just find it extraordinary that there is no sort of debate in the mainstream media about the ethics of mandatory jabs and vaccine passports they just and they, and they always talk about these things as well you know they ordered a lockdown to you know to to restrict cases and he's like well yes and then what happens when you come out of it? And This is the point. You can either go up and have a big peak and go down again, or you can just keep it going along. You're gonna. Everyone's gonna get COVID. Get the jabs into as many people who are vulnerable arms as possible. And then I'm afraid that's all you could do. I mean, what's interesting, of course, is that we do actually have better coverage. Not only do we have a huge section of society which has got has actually got immunity now from the Delta because they've just had it in the last uh, uh, few few months. I mean, a huge I mean, pretty much every teenager and everyone in their everyone, everyone in their 20s has had COVID over the summer. Um also, our, our vax rates don't look as good as some other European countries because they're including all these children they vaccinated from the age of 12. Well, you can vaccinate as many 12-year-olds as you want, but you're not going to save many lives. Vaccinating over 60s and over 70s is where you save lives. Um, and we actually, of over, uh, over 60s in this country, only 4% have not had at least one jab, most of them too. We are, you know, we are really a, a, at a very, very, very safe level in terms of people getting covid but not getting seriously sick from it and certainly not dying from it uh, en masse. And uh, I just think we really need to uh, get to grips with that.
1: The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
2: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.
0: Selling a little or a lot?